Hey there, stranger. As it was written in the sacred text, the time of year has come once again where, where sound guys everywhere must unplug from technology and delve deep into the unfathomably dark and unknowable ancient depths of Appalachia. Why, only there may they drink from the pools of endless sound and bring back strange and wonderful things for you all to hear. Now, we do appreciate your patience in this time, but don't you fret. We've got a whole summer of exciting plans just waiting for you. While the main story of Quid Pro Roll is only temporarily on hold, we will be releasing unearthed bonus content here on the main feed. And if those exciting adventures aren't enough to sate your hunger, why, we have a special treat for you. Two tantalizing Twitch streams on the 22nd of June and the 7th of July, where the QPR cast themselves will be performing a live and very unique adventure just for you all. Now, if you want to stay up to date on the winds in the house, follow us on our social media. That's at QuidRoll on Twitter and at QPR Podcast on Instagram. Or join us for a spell on our free Discord, bit.ly slash goblin discord. Lastly, if you love our content, and want to help us grow our branches mighty and high. Consider watering our roots over at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. Every drop is appreciated. I'm going to say right now, guy with deer legs probably doesn't wear jeans. Wow, you're so, like, why do jeans have to be human jeans? Yeah. Jeans of fabric. It can be anything. Jean isn't a fabric. Denim is a fabric. Damn it. I'm wrong. <laughs> I get I get the jeans made by the gene gnomes. Mm-hmm. You gene Jesus gnomes. Christ. Genus Christ. <laughs> All right. New God. We got a new God, everybody. <laughs> Our Lord, who art in denim. Genus Christ. You gotta get some more jeans. Guys, this the is Lord. very sacrilegious. <laughs> Lord of Jorts. to set the scene with a rift from the Feywild opening in just the outskirts of Tinkerhaven. And out... Yes, that is I hope not the sound that makes. Um, Pork noise. That's the sound Xerxes' portal makes. I don't like Xerxes' <laughs> magic. It's bad so... and unfortunate, and I don't like it. It's very moist magic. No! Yes. I hate moist magic! <laughs> It's a portal where all the all the edges are like tongues. Just no, <laughs> no, my line is is tongueless portal. That's that's this. a line in the sand. Where the portal opens. No, my name, my name is tongueless portal. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tungulus Portal is, is Nelson Moses' assistant. <laughs> it legitimately, legitimately sounds like a because uh, Portal is a death metal band, I think, from Australia. It's really good, and Tungulus sounds like an album they would make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tungulus sounds like a member of Guar. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, like uh, the same with this band. This band, the the singer has like uh, octopus uh, fingers. Oh. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, oh, he's yes. a yeah. It's a weird band. Tentacle fingers. All right, mm. there we go. Thank you. I my brain is not working. I like octopus fingers better. It's a whole octopus. Yeah, it finger. sounds like I. That's pretty close to a uh, to a rapper name from Atlanta. Honestly, lol octopus fingers. Yeah. All right. Lil octi. Guys, portal. Opens Stormhoof Xerxes oh, Clippy Clop out. You are surrounded. <laughs> Go ahead. You are surrounded by the sounds and smells and sights of people, food, carts being pulled by beasts of labor. The buildings tower above you. This is so unlike anything that you experienced before in the Feywild. Because if I recall correctly, this is one of the first major times you've stepped into a mundane city. I love how Tinkerhaven's mundane. Non-magical, using that word for non-magical. Mundane city sounds like the name of a city in like some sort of off-brand superhero comic (laughs) or something. It's, it sounds like the sort of thing I'd expect to hear said in a Frank Miller book. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's um, me, Mundane Man. <laughs> I have a job that starts at 9 a.m. <laughs> but I will be there at 8.30. I will return home by 6 to have dinner with my wife and 2.5 children. But it turns but, out my wife is a supervillain. Lady vasectomy. God, no. Okay. Mundane uh, man clocking out. <laughs> it, it turns out my children weren't mine. All right. He's, too real. Too real. Pump the brakes. Bring it back. Milkman. <laughs> no. Ah, yeah, it was me. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Your characters have done literally no interactions in this vignette. <laughs> this is the we, price we pay for not doing warm-ups before hitting the record button. Yeah. Um <laughs> what paint me a word picture of Tinkerhaven. Monday man is, is lact- lactose intolerant. Oh no. <laughs> I've painted you a word picture already. Paint you weren't listening. <laughs> There's tongues. No, there aren't. <laughs> All right, Stormhoof. In this general area is the last time I heard from (laughs) Barnabas. And in theory, I would expect him to be somewhere nearby. (coughs) But I must say, navigating these streets is going to be interesting when there's literally all these massive buildings around us. I wish you'd brought somebody else along. I'm just not good at finding things. Well, it's not so much that I needed someone to help me find things. I feel like I've got that pretty well covered on my own. The big thing I needed was some companionship. Someone who Mm -hmm. can really help negotiate their way out of a tough situation. And yet you brought me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fair. 
Stormhoof, I've seen you at enough parties I know you weren't invited to, to know that you're an exceptional negotiator. Do you have any kind of sense of which way we need to go? Uh, Xerxes kind of crouches down and puts one ear on the cobblestones and just kind of stays there for a moment. So, as you put your ear to the cobblestones, you hear cacophony. There are so many feet and hooves and wheels and rocks and loud thuds and just terrible, terrible multitudinous sounds. You can discern nothing. Excuse me. Now, Except that. Would the idea that there are so many feet, would that trigger Xerxes in any way? No, hopefully not, because I don't want to deal with whatever that means for him. Uh, Xerxes listens to the cacophony for a little bit and then starts kind of filtering through the noise because Xerxes isn't looking for booted feet. Xerxes isn't looking for rolling wagon wheels. Those are very common in a city like this. Xerxes is specifically listening for small, light, cloven hooves. And Xerxes gets an idea that he's got something and he stands up and kind of dusts himself off a little bit. And then uh, looking around, realizes that he and Stormhoof stand out uh, not terribly, but they're not really well represented on these streets there's not a ton of centaurs and satyrs running around i wouldn't imagine there are not uh there are people here and there but none of them have sort of the fey quality you guys do when you say there are people here there do you mean there are weird people here and there uh, uh yes people or with animal parts yes like satyrs and centaurs and those are the only two animal people that are immediately coming to minotaurs? mind that would be around. There would be minotaurs. Good call, yes. Those would be there. Though Harpies? minotaurs primarily find themselves in the Boris Empire. A naga? There would not be a naga. Lamia. Stop shouting out animals you guys want to see. Manfish? <laughs> ah, yes. The mighty manfish. Known for being in cities. Bottom half man, top half fish. <laughs> guys <laughs> guys please for the love of blessed god the top half just sort of drew okay so we're, Xerxes put his ear to the ground and we're looking around to see uh, all these strange creatures that are around us correct Yes, the vast majority of them being dwarves, gnomes, humans, elves. Is anybody paying us any kind of strange mind? Because we're two weird creatures and one of us is on the ground with his ear. I feel like to the street. You're in. The you're getting the street, looked right? at, but it's very much a forget it, babe. It's Tinkerhaven vibe. Uh-huh. <laughs> what part of Tinkerhaven are we in? You guys are just on the outskirts to the south of the city. So as we look toward the city, we can see sort of the towering clockwork spires of downtown. 
Uh, yeah, more or less. Okay. All right, Stormhoof. I think I've got a lead for us. Are you... I'm feeling a little exposed. Are you feeling a little exposed? Just a bit. We don't particularly fit in with the culture around here. Like, I see centaur, but they're all horse centaur, and I don't... I haven't seen a single deer centaur since we've arrived. It's the strangest thing. Maybe they've got one of the reverse centaurs around here. With a person bottom and a horse top. <laughs> oh, a manotar. A tarsen. A ruot neck. Centaur spelled backwards. Oh, I, I understood what you were laying down, Stormhove. I just... You're, you're picking it up? I... I... I get it. I'm just, I, it's a terribly difficult thing to say. I don't know that it's going to catch on. Uh, which, which way should we go first to find Barnabas? We're headed this way and Xerxes, uh, br like, throws his arm out in a broad flourish and then starts walking in that direction. And then he's kind of like, looking at the clothes around him, looking at his own form, uh, and then he just does a little bit of illusory magic, and now he looks like a very tall elf with purple hair. I thought, I, I heard that as illusory magic. <laughs> like, all of a sudden he had, like, a frumpy shirt and his hair wasn't combed. He was wearing a, <laughs> he was wearing, his tie was tied too short. He had a short sleeve button up shirt yep perfect he starts talking about how he's a creep he's a weirdo mm -hmm. what the hell is he doing here yeah yeah perfect with that illusory magic you start you find yourself blending in a little bit better though you notice it doesn't seem like it's making people look at you guys any less but i think that might be because you guys tried to come out of a portal made of tongues uh and i don't think that's the kind of thing easily forgotten so you walk into the spiraling buzz of the downtown area, and there are dozens of vendors hawking their wares, some that seem legitimate and some that seem significantly less so. Things are loud and chaotic, but oddly kind of fun. Um, you see there's like a little girl with like a basket of flowers selling them by the stem. You see that there is a dude hawking sandwiches. But instead of being normal sandwiches, he's hollowing out entire loaves of bread and just filling them with a myriad of things based off of whatever somebody points at. Uh-huh. Um, there's going to be a fish vendor who is weirdly seems to be part fish himself. There's going to be a vegetable vendor that is oddly non-vampiric. And you're going to see a jewelry vendor who is also selling watches. Like pocket watches. I like how you specifically had to call out that the vegetable vendor was not Alucard. Well, the problem is, is that if I try to make Josh jump between Xerxes and Alucard, he's gonna pass out. I could maybe do it. I... The blood would be rushing back and forth between between two different areas. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! It's the what best is this, vampire what is... joke I've ever I... heard. Wait, <laughs> Gabe, are you not on recording? I'm recording on Zoom. 
Ah, uh, but the zoom audio is going to be so bad. No, it's you not, do it's all these good bad. bits, but you're. Oh. Gabe will work magic on it. It'll be fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, tell me about this fish man who is cutting up fish. I mean, cutting up, he's not. It looks like they're already cut up. He's selling the cut up fish. I mean, uh, de- describe fish man. Like, is he bottom so- half person, top half fish? <laughs> No, there is a very particular fish race in D&D that I'm thinking about. Uh, this gentleman has a very fishy face. Huh? Sawagan? Uh, no, not a sawagan. Uh, and I just realized that if that is how that's pronounced, I've been saying it wrong my entire damn life. Girl. <laughs> that was your guess. I don't want to say it anymore. <laughs> Sujin. Just, just say it. We say Arkana all the time. <laughs> Fair. Sahaugen. Sahaugen. That's not so bad. I thought it was Sahaugen. That sounds very very Scandinavian. It does sound very Scandinavian. But he's going to have, like, human-y arms, but the fingers themselves are going to be webbed. He has what appear to be some approximation of facial hair, but it's almost like a catfish. Basically, if a catfish had human arms, was about four feet tall, and walked on, on, like... It's little weird fish legs. <laughs> it sounds like the Swedish chef if the Swedish chef was a fish. Ah, <laughs> uh, Swedish fish chef. Yes. He so he's sweet. red and gummy. <laughs> and very sweet. All right, tell us about the, the jeweler selling watches. What are is they he look made like? of jewels? The jeweler is not made of jewels. Damn. He's a gem dragon. Oh, God. So the jeweler is a gentleman with a rounded belly and a little bit of, uh, you know, crooked back as he leans over. He appears weirdly pushy about his various wares and seems incensed when people are ignoring his bids for sale. Now, a lot of the rings that he's selling are very big and chunky and ostentatious, and most of the jewelry seems, I don't want to say tacky because it's not, but it's it's very loud, it's very statementy, and it definitely would not appeal to every single person that walked by. Is it, like, costume jewelry, or is it honest-to-goodness jewelry? Based off of what he is shouting to the masses, it is 100% genuine. Some of it, even magic. Ooh. Oh, I think Alita could use some of this. Oh. Magical jewelry for her adventures, yes. A very like a, good eye, sir. Is there like a sign that says magic jewelry, or how are we getting the uh, insight that it is magical jewelry? Because he is shouting that at some people. Oh, okay. So he's a carnival barker. <laughs> yes. I'm getting your magical jewelry here. So magical. It's so magical. Put your eye out. That's how magical it is. And put it right That's back in. That's what the magical is. You gotta, you gotta attune it by shoving it in your eye socket. It might just be an eye of Vecna, but still, I can get it for you a really good price. I am not good at carnival barker voice. That's a new sounding... voice for you, though. That's one we haven't heard before. I end up sounding like somebody's aunt. Keep on it. Keep that voice for this man. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right over here is going to be. He just pauses and he stops. Very magical pieces. Very magical. Powerful, powerful magics. 
Right, yes, wanna... yes. Powerful magics. Go on. It depends entirely on what you're looking for. But I apparently have, now I'm from Coney Island. I'm not sure what happened here. Keeping on. Keeping on. Let the accent play. drift. <laughs> yeah, let the accent drift. Well, let it take you where it's going to go. <laughs> well, let's see. She's an adventurer. Yeah, She's yeah. on a globe-spanning quest. Yeah, yeah. And she uh she's running with as i understand it a bunch of glutes glutes those little dogs with the whip ears uh, no galoots like like big dumb people enjoy your deep cut neopet joke patreon um <laughs> i killed gabe with that one wonderful all right Ah, so yeah, let's see. Uh, I got here a ring of protection, a beautiful, beautiful ring of protection. He holds up uh, a very tinny looking, just plain hammered ring that looks to be about like one and a half inches thick, like wide. Yes, yes, yes. And what kind of protection <laughs> does it offer? Magical protection. Oh, protection against magic? Protection from magic? Protection yeah. with magic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that could be very good indeed. May I see it? Uh, of course. And he hands it to you. And Xerxes kind of holds it and turns it over and then is kind of like glinting the light off of it. Um, I don't. I don't know where I should throw the limit to Xerxes' Feywild powers, especially when he's not in the Feywild. No limit. Go I am it. going to have him uh, roll just as he would as any other adventurer would. Oh, man. Good thing I worked up a stat sheet for this character before we started playing. Yeah, yeah. You would think that that would be a wise decision. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled a 10. And I feel like plus Xerxes 39. probably has no, plus a 69. plus, yes, a plus 69 to intelligence. Uh, not to intelligence, uh, he doesn't. So. Charisma. <laughs> I, I figured it was just a plus 69 across no. the board. With, with, with the, the kind of uh, action that Xerxes gets, that plus 69 needs to be in constitution. Mm. <laughs> I need everyone to what cease. if what if there are six there are six abilities and he has a plus nine in all of them that works that also makes sense to me yeah why yeah. not I have no control over what's happening <laughs> uh, I think control said the GM <laughs> I think with <laughs> with glee with glee <laughs> I think with a 10 Xerxes is like all right seems reasonable enough uh it's not much to look at but so be it not all of the most useful things are very lovely so um what what do Looks i owe you for this off. do you are do you want like a dream are you looking for possibly uh the color of my grandmother's eyes or uh money is uh what i'd be looking for uh three crowns Xerxes' face kind of scrunches up almost with a look of like disgust and he's like like physical currency? Dreams God. don't pay the bills, friend. That's legitimately how I feel when people don't take credit. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, 
Yeah, this this shopkeeper hasn't learned that we've got a coin shortage going on. It's <laughs> exactly how you... I feel when people don't accept dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want coin that presumably has been handled by who knows how many other people. I could I could offer you something that no other mortal has ever laid their fingers upon, and you want coins. I want you to roll persuasion right now. Well, we know this is going to be something he has a, a high version of. I still rolled a 10, but I think that's probably more like a 14 after stat adjustments. He's going to pause and be like, what kind of, what kind of thing mortal never touched? Is it valuable? Could I sell it? Everything is valuable to the right person. That and seems fake. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, like, Stormhoof is watching all this. Do, does Stormhoof detect that this guy is some sort of uh, snake oil salesman? Uh, roll insight. All right. No, he does not detect that this guy what is any kind. <laughs> I rolled a roll? two. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. T to be honest, he seems pretty on the up and up to you. Okay. I feel like we can trust Brandon's Stormhoof dice pretty well. Uh, <laughs> Xerxes, Xerxes looks like into the man's eyes and there is a, a shining and a glimmering that is, I would imagine, for an average mortal mind, incredibly entrancing. So I don't know if this is an average mortal mind or not, but Xerxes goes... May I touch your temples? <laughs> he wet willing him into, into giving temple touch. Only if he's wet willingly. What? Wet smearing saliva on the side of his head. He, he pauses <laughs> and is like, "Uh, sure, buddy." What uh, do you say? Xerxes uh places two fingers uh, from each hand on the temples. <laughs> of the salesman and then locks eyes with him and then uh a mere moment later the salesman is experiencing a I don't like where I think this is going. A month of partying in the Feywild uh as seen through the eyes of Xerxes all in the span of about five seconds. So, other than the fact that, hold on, you know what? I'm gonna give the me a second. The X in Xerxes stands for Charles Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> give me a second, because I need to roll a Constitution saving throw for this guy. Because I don't know that that wouldn't kill a mortal. Oh, I don't, well, okay, it could. It yeah, could kill him. It could kill him. Kill him. Just all Straight at once like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't Do know, it. man. Do it on the street. It doesn't just kill him. It destroys his mind and turns him into a puppet controlled by Xerxes. Okay. <laughs> so that was a 12. So like, okay, he survives, but he kind of like freezes up and he like schlumps a little bit. He's like, I've got a wife. I don't, I don't, what were you doing? Why? Why? And he kind of like clutches his shirt around his neck like he feels exposed. I gotta, I gotta lie down. You, uh, 
take take the ring, buddy. I'll just uh, I'll be over here. I gotta, I I gotta lie down. I gotta lie down. Lovely doing business with you. And then Xerxes turns to Stormhoof and is like, what do you think? Do you think she'll like it? I suppose. I don't know if it was worth destroying that man's marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's destroyed. He didn't do anything. I simply showed him a small sampling of what life in the Feywild is truly like. But he's lusted in his heart now. Well, perhaps he can take a little bit of what I showed him home, and then he'll be that much more with his wife, I would imagine. <laughs> I, There's a lot there that I don't know how to feel about. So, with, <laughs> with your ring in hand, the two of you continue moseying about, uh, searching for your dear, dear friend. Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>